Welcome, football fans. Once again, you have reached Pay Dirt. I'm your host, Brandon Harry, a.k.a. B-Dirt, with your host, Pay Saunders. How's it going, Pay? Man, how can you how can you not love this time of year? Money time, right? How's it going, B? The holidays, good food, good friends, good family, and good football. Doesn't get much better than this. As we're recording... I do want to touch on your UNC Tar Heels are playing uh, in the Duke Mayo Bowl. Quarterback making his first start. So West Virginia is the favorite in this game. And and as we speak, they're up seven to three. But man, does a part of me want a big tub of mayonnaise to get dumped on Mac Brown. I think that would be (laughs) epic TV. Classic Mayo Bowl. I mean... how do you feel drowning a 70-year-old man in mayonnaise? Can't feel great. Uh, no, no, no. But you, what you do is you uh, you make peace with it for the comedy, for the content. Okay. Okay, okay. For the content heard. So. That's it. 15 straight winning weeks. And we're on a two-game skid. We, we sound like mm. the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. It took them three weeks to get right. We don't have that kind of time, pay. We got to do it this week. Yeah, got to. We went four and five last week. Not the end all be all, but Kansas City tripped you up on the money line to put us. That would have put us over the edge there at five and four. Who'd have thunk it? I knew. See, this is why I didn't want to go with those lines. There were big favorites, three of them. Buffalo, Philly, and Kansas City. I knew one of them was going to play close, and and we and we've talked about this ad nauseum. Do not trust Kansas City on, on as a big favorite, and they look at they look at the, look what they did. Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pat a pass for positive yards in three fourths of that game. His last pass for positive yards happened in the first quarter, and they won by a touchdown. That's an incredible stat. It's crazy. And what's up again, with Kansas City? Once again, we're 500 if we don't pick against each other. <laughs> the Lions and the Vikings. Uh, I knew that game was in the bag the whole time. I was not sweating when they intercepted that pass on the four-yard line at all. I knew I had that one, Faye. <laughs> uh, they kept turning the ball over. The Lions still kept giving them uh, ways to possibly win. I did not know what was going on. Yeah. My so, boo. Let's uh let's start where we normally start, man. Thursday night football. We got the oh. the the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are favored by seven and a half in this one. Over under 35. How you see this one going? Let me tell you, man. Seven and a half favorite for Cleveland. I know everybody's loving what Flacco's doing right now, but Flacco, and there's no disrespect to Flacco, he's been he's been very lucky. A lot of his big plays, wide open, busted coverage, missed tackles, things like that. The Jets don't do that. The Jets don't have busted coverages. The Jets don't miss tackles. The Jets, nothing else. They can keep you off that scoreboard. Seven and a half point dogs? Ugh. 
No, I don't like that at all. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets to cover that. That's that sounds like easy money to me. I'll tell you, if anybody out there is willing to take the bet, I'm willing to bet that Sauce Gardner can't hold Amari Cooper under two bills. That's where I'm at. I don't think he gets two. I don't think he's hanging 200 plus on Sauce. That's just the way I see it. Um, yeah, it, it, listen, I watched the, the like the whole Browns Bears game, which I'm sure you took a glance at. Um, you know, Bears are up and it, it come from behind drive, right? The first touchdown of, of that comeback, uh, Flacco threw three picks on that one possession and the Bears dropped all three. One of them, the ball went through a middle linebacker. It looked like a like I thought maybe a guy had a hole in his chest or so. I don't even know how he missed it. It was bizarro world, and it ends up in a tu- a touchdown um, for Francis and Ganu. So I no Francis and Ganu. Wait, what's his name? Wow, Njoku. Njoku. All right, it was close. Hey, by the way, both <laughs> those guys made out of granite. <laughs> but true. But but I, I just one of those things. Like I don't know. He's gotten, like you said, he's gotten lucky, man. He's, I, I like, I don't want to disrespect the guy. He's had a great long NFL career, Super Bowl MVP, you know, that playoff run. I don't blame you for taking this one. Very tempting for me, too. I have not yet got on it, but I do like the Jets plus seven and a half. You like the over under in that at all? Now, 35? that's the part that I was staying away. 35. Ooh, that is almost criminally low. Even for those two teams who I think the Jets are on their third quarterback. I don't know if Zach Wilson's playing. I know the Browns are on their fourth. Both offense. Well, Cleveland's offense has been pretty decent the last, what, month, month and a half. Um, the Jets offense, on the other hand, eh. I don't know about 35 and that. Both great defenses. It should. I'm making arguments for the under. But 35. Wow. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that, too. I, I'm chicken. I'm and chicken, looks, sugar, honey, iced tea. And I know, I know it was against the Commanders last week, but the Jets put up 30. You know, they moved the ball a little bit with Trevor Simeon at the end of that game, especially. Mm-hmm. Keep that uh keep that little nugget about the commanders because we're gonna talk about that coming soon. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, a lot of college football going on right now. Presently it's that time. and more. So um I still have one hanging from my picks last week. And I'm sticking with it. I still think Notre Dame uh versus Oregon State. I think Notre Dame's depth is gonna be able to carry them through. Six and a half point. Uh, favorite, I think they win by more than a touchdown. One of the things I'm seeing right now, though, in college football, crazy times, right? So over the past, I don't know, five to eight years, we started dealing with a lot of these guys going into the draft, sitting out. That became a new thing, right? Now, you know, then since then, it's guys entering the portal, you know. Um, but now it's guys entering the portal they, some of them play, Duke had quite a few of them play. I was interested in betting Troy uh, against Duke, and then all of a sudden I do my research, and I'm like, 
all these guys that are in the portal are playing for this team. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Um, yes. And then you have Kyle McCord standing on the mm-hmm. Syracuse sideline, getting a taste of what his life's going to look like in that blowout. Um, I, man, I, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard. You got to really do your homework and know who's going to play and who's not going to play if you're going to dive into these college games. That said, anything you uh, you see out there you like? I just learned that out this week myself. I didn't know that you can still play for the team you're leaving while you're in the portal. And my question for this game, OSU versus um, Temple or whoever the hell they're playing. Uh, OSU is a three-point favorite on Friday, and they're playing Missouri. I don't know who the quarterback yeah. is. I, I, uh, I, I have no idea if McCord's playing. And if he was playing, I don't. That doesn't make me more confident for the Buckeyes. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, that that to me is more of a stay away. I need more information. I, on as we record this on a Wednesday, I I don't know, bro. So I know that um, a, a lot of the there there were quite a few Ohio State players that did uh, hit the portal, but there weren't big players. Um, Emeka Buka is supposed to play. Um, I, I, I got their quarterback is going to be Devin Brown, um, who I know a lot of people uh, were clamoring for going into this. I believe he's going to get the start from what I'm hearing. I think uh, that's what Big G said, actually. Um, but you have right now Travion Henderson looks like he's coming back. My big question is, Marvin Harrison Jr., is he going to play in this game? Right now, I've got OSU as a minus three, and I'm taking them, unless I hear different about Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think Mizzou can cover them. I watched the LSU game. Uh, LSU-Mizzou game was a shootout, uh, and I, I think that Ohio State has a much more sound defense than them. It looks like that most of their guys are playing on D. Uh, so I think Ohio State's going to play. I think I think they've got something to prove coming out of that Michigan game. I think, you know, there's there was a lot going on and a lot of uh, Ryan Day hatred and all this other stuff. And it seems to have galvanized this team, especially if all those guys that, that could be leaving for the league are indeed coming back, which is what it looks like now. Um I'm going to take OSU unless, unless asterisk Marvin Harrison's out. If we learn that news, I'm probably going to stay away from it. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking to, I'm staying away. Uh, too many, too many variables. I don't like variables. I like straight shooters. I like easy money so I can get that pay dirt. Yeah. College is uh college is a tough one right now, man. Yeah. It's with, with this transfer portal and, and everything else going on. I mean, there's some big games that I think we need to at least, uh, you know, obviously, you know, talk about. Um, you know, Michigan is an avoid game for me. Whoa, not just whoa, because... whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're putting the, the horse in front of the carriage. Well, you're putting the carriage in front of the horse there, B-Dirt, aren't you? Uh, you, you, you skipped of, uh, some good Saturday games. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. I'm just telling you an yeah. avoid game. I'm not oh, talking about okay, what I'm okay. on that. I'm going to avoid oh, okay, Michigan okay, okay. Bama because, because 
I don't know who I'm getting with Bama. Am I getting a team that played Auburn? Because I'm 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 pretty confident the team that played Auburn is going to get beat. Am I getting a team that played Georgia? <laughs> Not so confident about that. That hmm. team looked good, so I don't know who I'm getting. So therefore, I'm staying away from. Them. And those are back to back weeks. They looked that different. You said it. It sounds like you you think Michigan could beat them. I do. They're favored by a point and a half. Yeah, I mean, so why are you staying away? I mean, I would just say, why not just take Michigan? The team, if Alabama plays like they did against Georgia, I think Alabama can. Mm-hmm. Win. I think Alabama wins that game. Okay. Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. Jekyll and Hyde. And I'm not willing to. I'm not. I'm not willing to ride my money on that. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But are you willing to ride your money on the Citrus Bowl, the Cheez It Citrus Bowl? Tennessee, Iowa. What's citrusy about that? That's under the discuss uh, topics as well, because I've wrote this under all year long. Is this mm-hmm. is this when it turns into a pumpkin? Is the carriage a pumpkin at 35 and a half over under in the, in the, in the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes game? So, Tennessee's going to score. They've shown it all season. They can score. But when they did play an actual real live defense, and that's what I think Iowa is, they do carry a real live defense. When they Tennessee did see one in the SEC, UGA, they only put up one touchdown. They put up seven points total. Hmm. By the way, probably enough to still win this game. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, I'm, I'm I'm a little shook as well on that 35 and a, 35 and a half. It's not a sure bet. It's not a sure bet. With Tennessee, they've scored over 40, I think, four times this season. You would have thought that over that total would have been a little higher. But I think def- I think defensively speaking, I think Iowa's defense is the best unit coming into this game. Um and with that said. You got to give them the respect that they deserve. 35 and a half. I think I want to put that under. So I don't know if I want to bet it, but I know I'm going to because I've never <laughs> been able to say that I took one thing the whole year and it just came through. Yep. This could be pretty sweet. So I got to put one unit on. Got it. I got to. Let it ride. Yeah, most definitely. Now, I also was very interested. I mean, the Georgia-Florida State game to me is an absolute mess. I'm avoiding that like the the plague. Um, Don't know who's playing, who's not in that. Very interested in this Ole Miss-Penn State game, though. 10 versus 11. Penn State favored by four and a half. I mean, who's playing, who's not? Well, you know, James Franklin... He's got a pretty decent record in these in bowl games. He doesn't have a great record against big time, big ten opponents, but in bowl games, he's pretty automatic. So I don't, I think, regardless of who's playing, he's gonna get this team ready to go. So but you like other? Him. I kind of, like I kind of do like that. I kind of do like Penn State and that one, the Nittanys. Um. As far as like what your overall question, as far as for Saturday football, you don't know who's out there. 
I think that one as sure as a uh, as a bet, regardless of who's out there. I think that's the close. I'm not calling a sure bet. I think that's the closest thing to a sure bet, just based on the track record that Franklin has. Chop Robinson's not going to play, declared for the NFL. But if they can afford to lose one person from one position group, I think they have the most depth on their defensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, go back to this Georgia-Florida State game. Ugh. I kind of, again, I agree. It's, it's a lot of variables going on on Saturday. But I kind of, I don't see how Florida State can beat them anyway. I don't see it. I don't see it. That spread is ridiculous. Georgia is an 18 and a half point favorite. That's almost, that's a little bit more ridiculous than Oregon being a 16 point favorite over Liberty. And both of those, I'm saying, you know what? What the hell? There's no way they can lose these games, regardless of who's playing or not. I'm going to take them both in the parlay. Money line. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't see... I don't see uh, Florida State beating Georgia. They're in a no-win situation there. Um, I like it on a money line. I don't think it adds a lot to the bet. But I don't. I think it's pretty safe, though. Yeah. Now, anything else? Anything else in college jumping out at you? You got. I got to get my college football playoff tastes. We haven't talked college football really in what three weeks? Got to finally got some big stakes games. Bama, Michigan. I agree. Bama's a little heckle and jive. Bama's a little heckle and Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. Cottonmouth. <laughs> But I do think neutral site, both teams got the same amount of rest. Both teams got the same amount of data on each other. Actually, Bama might have a little more data. I have a little more. <laughs> I think I like Bama in this plus plus one and a half. Now, I'm going to make that a standalone bet. I'm not adding that to my little parlay that I'm putting together because that one can go either way. It's a coin flip. One and a half obviously tells you that. Along with that, you know, you got Texas versus Washington in the in the late game. This one is a little bit more difficult. This one's more difficult for me. I, I ran through the numbers. Um, I'm going off of everything I've seen from Washington. Washington's been playing down the last two months. Penix. He looked like he was, you know, falling over himself, breaking down. Texas has been amazing all season. Again, same amount of same amount of rest, same amount of data. Who's gonna come out on top? I kind of think Texas is the stronger team. Whether whether that stays that way, we'll see. I tell you, I really like Texas defensive line. I think yeah. they're going to get after Penix. I don't think he's faced pressure like that this year. Um, yeah, I could, I could, I, I, I lean, I'm leaning Texas on this one. Uh, I wish that was a three point line. So I might mm. watch it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Now, there's some interesting scenarios here, too. Did you see the, uh, they already got the lines if, 
if Texas plays Michigan, if Washington Oh, yeah, I did notice Michigan, that. If, oh, oh, man. That's a wild game, huh? Yeah. They got... If Texas and Alabama meet up for the national championship, they got Bama as a two-and-a-half-point favorite? Wow. And the rematch. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> wild, huh? The hook'em, hook'em, hook'em horn nation is going to be upset about that. Longhorns are not going to be pleased with that one. Especially if it's a neutral site game after they beat them at home. You know what I mean? They beat right, them in right. Tuscaloosa. Like, ugh. Like, yeah, I don't know. DraftKings just must know how people are going to bet. Yeah, that's how that, that's got a, a little artificial intelligence. They 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 playing with the, they playing with the numbers. That's uh, the biggest spread on the uh, what could on the what if um, national championship uh, matchups. Yeah, Michigan is a six and a half point favorite if they were to play Washington. Also, uh, shout out to I shout like out to Marvel. Marvel. You like Marvel? I mean, you like uh, you say you like Washington in that one? I would no. I said I'd like to play Washington. Yeah, <laughs> I see. <laughs> also, shout out to Marvel for the what if, what if series. It's been strong. It's been strong this holiday season. Each episode, more streaming platforms should drop a new episode every day. Yeah, don't get down on it. I hear I hear you guys talking about it all the time. And I'm just over here like, okay. <laughs> it's all right. When you all are making Star Trek, you all are making Star Trek references. I don't know what you're talking about either. So. I, don't, I don't know Star Trek either. Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel. I don't know any of it. I, listen, I'm, all, my, all my French Bulldogs are named after uh, Batman characters. Had no idea it was DC or Marvel or whatever when someone said it to me. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Oh, you a DC guy?" And I was like, "Huh? I, uh. I got I got nothing for you, man." <laughs> then, then someone had to like teach me and like explain the differences and then like, whatever. I digress. Well, hey, right. before we get into the NFL, let's take a quick break, pay some of these bills. If you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, Google Pod, wherever you get your podcast, take this moment while we go to a quick commercial break to uh, subscribe, like, share us with some friends, give us those five-star reviews. We appreciate you very much. If you are on YouTube, watch uh, watch our man get a drink of water, and uh, we'll be right back here in one second. All right, football fans, you are on pay dirt. My man, Pay Saunders, and uh, me, your boy, B Dirt. We gave you the college picks. We gave you the Thursday night football, as always. We are now going to give you some NFL insight. And uh, here we go again Saturday games. Not mad at it. Uh, yeah, man. I got this as a disgust game. Mm. Saturday night, 8-15, Detroit Lions go to the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, a lot of ramifications uh, for the playoffs on this one. Oh, right. So, um, Lions are six-point dogs over under 53. What's your take on this one, Pat? 
I've got a lot of opinions on this on this line. Um, Detroit hasn't looked the greatest when they've played um, similar teams, similar caliber teams. Uh, however, six point dog. That's tough. Dallas hasn't looked the greatest in the last two weeks either. What does Vegas know that we don't? Something tells me that there's something up with that. It's, I think this is going to be a track meet, though. It's inside at Jerry's World. You got the Detroit Lions. They are a fast offense. The Dallas Cowboys, they are, they're, they're a potent offense. CeeDee C. Lamb and Dak, they, they can get it done. Um, that's I'm le- obviously leading you down to that total. The total is 53. I like the over on that one. As far as the game itself, ooh, that can go either way. That's why I was like, I saw a six spread. I'm like, wow. Yeah, now, and here's the thing. It's 60-40 right now, uh, money on DraftKings, Dallas, and Dallas is favorite, but that's not a big enough spread where you're going to see this line move. If it does, it's not going to be much. Maybe a half point, but I don't think you're going to get the seven on, on the line, so there's no use waiting it out. Yeah. I... Uh, I know who I'm going to be rooting for, but I ain't betting this. <laughs> I, I'm i good. I'm confident on the total. I like the over. The rest, other th- Everything else is a toss-up. I don't... If anything, I'll take the plus six. That's because I don't think Detroit's going to get smacked around like that to the tune of a close to a touchdown. Uh, but I'm not too confident in that. I am confident on the total. Over 53. I'm good with there. That's a, that's a big over. But it is. It's all it's on uh it's in Jerry's world on that turf. And these guys can mm-hmm. get up and down the field. So mm-hmm. big plays could be a plenty. And I need them. I need big plays from Jameer Gibbs and uh Amara St. Brown this weekend. Not gonna tell you why. Just you know. Got some things riding on it. I feel like you're just living out of fantasy. Maybe. All right. Well, you alluded to this one earlier. 49ers at the Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders are 13-point home dogs over under 49 and a half. The Commanders defense is horrible. Horrible. They're back. What? What is it? Back nine? No, back to uh, back eight. The linebackers, the secondary, they're all stiffs. They're leaking. If it's not if it's not the two defensive tackles, everybody else can be replaced. That defense is horrible. San Francisco, they're licking their wounds. They have a track record of destroying bad defenses, like to the tune of thirty plus. I like that total this is my second over of the of the football week i like that total over 49 and a half i got i like that well the 49ers uh ended that game against the ravens with no backup linemen everybody was hurt um it'll be interesting to see who plays there I, I don't expect um, Brock Purdy to have four interceptions again. Mm. 
They're uh, incapable of turning somebody over four times. No. And, uh, well, five times if you count Darnold through one. Uh, so you're, you're like in the, the over. Yes. This might be, uh, this might be a, I don't do it very often. Only a couple times this year so far, but this might be a teaser game for me. Mm. I might tease this and take the 49ers in the over. Nice. So now, down to six and 42 and a half. Minor note. Brock Purdy was pulled last week because he had a stinger in his shoulder. I don't think that's going to be a lingering issue. I expect him to play. That's where I'm getting my you know, exuberance for the Niners and their ability to put up points. I expect Brock Purdy to be, pl- to be playing and be somewhere near 100%. If, so, if things change, don't take, me, don't take me at face value, please. Yeah, it did. It looked like he was cleared when he went up to um, Coach Shanahan there at, at the game, and, and he just basically said, "Go ahead, we're gonna finish this out with Darnold." Twofold, they were down two scores with four and a half minutes left to go, whatever it was, and they had nobody blocking for him. So there's no reason to get him hurt again and whatnot. Now, listen, football players have stingers since the beginning of time. Um, Different when you're quarterback, though, and you can't feel a shoulder or your arm mm-hmm. or your hand. Uh, now, it is his non-throwing hand that he's gotten the stinger on uh, two weeks in a row. Just it, he's fallen on it wrong, getting hit on it wrong, but he has not done anything like, um, you know, sprained AC joint or separated shoulder or anything like that. So I think he should be good, good to go. Yeah. You know, I flirted with the, the Bears-Falcons. And again, mm. I don't know who's showing up on that game. I, I, two two teams that have just been Jekyll and Hyde yo-yoed around all the all year. I don't know. So I've said it before. Atlanta is always playing a one-score game. It's just what they do. Uh, not counting last week because I think they clearly dismantled the Colts, but. This line is perfect for the Atlanta Falcons, the three-pointer because you can push. It can easily push. You've seen, we've seen, we've had, we've had pushes with the Falcons already this season. It's, it's one. It's hard to go one way or the other with both teams, and you gotta, you gotta account for the Bears head coach Eberflus having a confounding decision. That costs his team some points. You don't know what to do with either one. Arthur Smith is no better. In fact, Arthur Smith is a lot worse. You never understand. You never know what's going. What you're going to get. To your point. Um, now, if you just ask me, who do I think should win this game? I think the Bears should win this game. I think the Bears have the better, at least the best, the best defensive unit. If anything else, I think they have the most exciting player, the most most uh, talented player at Justin Fields, but. They had those things last year, and the Falcons beat them in their in their building. So it can go either way. Yeah, I agree. This that's why it's a stay away from me. I also am staying away from this game. I find it interesting, confounding, and uh, at the end of the day, not something I want to put my money on. Yeah. But speaking of games that could be a push, big game in the AFC: Dolphins going to Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens three-point favorites. Baltimore coming mm. off, I, you know, they're on a nice win streak, five-game win streak. 
But really, last week I thought was their most complete uh, game they've played. They, they've had had some issues this season of giving some away late, of I think playing down to their opponent. But it seems like they're getting geared up at the right time. What, what, what's your take on this game? <laughs> I had it all the way, all the way. I'd say Baltimore is going to go into go into the Bay Area and serve notice. And they did it in a major way. They they went over. They covered that six easily, obviously, because they won the game. And I'm not coming off that yet. They are going to do it again. They're going to do it again. They're going to win this game. But most importantly, they're going to go over that 47. Over that 47. Lamar is going to stamp his MVP argument this weekend. He's going to knock out Tyreek Hill and take and take over that trophy. But I, I see this game being more of not a shootout because 47 isn't that much as that many points. But I I'm very I feel very good about the over on that one. Very good. I uh I I, I do like the over in that one. It's uh very intriguing. Got to watch the weather in Baltimore this time of year. But as long as it's not a, a slop fest, I think it should be should be an over. And I, this is a game that I may take a little bit of a hedge at least a mental hedge on the Ravens because I've got Tua and Tyreek Hill sprinkled a little bit on them for the MVP so I feel like if I take this one if the Dolphins win and Tua or Tyreek go out there and have a huge day could swing that tide of the MVP especially if they go in uh, the AFC is the number one seed. So, for that reason, I might go ahead and sprinkle a little minus three on the Ravens. Just, uh, you know, get a little good karma hedge for me. Nothing wrong with a hedge. We like them here. Let's see. Patriots Bills, I don't, as long as I don't have to watch it, I'm fine with. Uh, now we're getting to the, 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 the chunk here where I'm excited. This is where I'm excited. Well, 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 you're you're fine with the Patriots Bills. I'm assuming you're taking the Bills to cover the 13. I mean, if I had to, I would, but I don't want to watch this game. Ah, I don't know. We talking about Jekyll and Hyde. You can you can title this episode Jekyll and Hyde. Buffalo covering that type of number. I don't know against that team. Oof. Their their defense has they they did it against Pittsburgh. They were they were plus six against Pittsburgh. I think they were plus eight last week. The Patriots. I, I I don't want any smoke. I don't want no smoke with that plus thirteen for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big number to give up. I just don't want to watch the game or participate in this in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> my money, my eyes, my time, anything. Yeah. I mean, could I see? I could see. You know, two or three turnovers by the Bills. I could also see the Bills going out here and win by 28. I have no idea. But I like this Bucks Saints game, though. Saints seem like they're uh they're falling apart, it seems. The Buccaneers look like they're playing better every week, growing as a team. Um, I think they're uh, playing a little bit better on defense too than I anticipated. Minus two and a half in Tampa Bay. Give me the uh, give me the the Bucks at home to beat the Saints. 
I'm staying away from the over under 42 and a half because uh, I'm not real confident. These these teams have been up and down with how much they score. But I think the Bucks are going to win by more than a field goal. Really? Yes, hmm. sir. So you're right there. It's New Orleans. They do not have the nothing that was in Jameis Winston's suitcase. And that nothing was... <laughs> They, they are lacking the nothing. Um, but they are only one game behind Tampa Bay. And if everything goes exactly the way this whole season has for that conf- for that division, they end this game both tied at 8-8. Eight eight. Um, just a quick one about, about these two teams. The Saints are 5-9-1 against the spread so far this season. And it's the opposite for Tampa Bay. They're 9-5-1 against the spread. That was my determining factor when I was looking at this game. Like, you know what? Tampa play Tampa Bay plays up to that number. So I am fine. All the way fine taking Tampa Bay to cover. Um, cover that two and a half. It's not it's not it's two and a half is easy. It's a field goal. I got and as you said, Tampa Bay's been playing a lot better the last month. Baker's yeah. been amazing. They yeah, win by my- a field goal. My take was the trajectory of one team is up and the other team is down is one thing. And the other thing, um, you know, they always say home field advantage is worth a field goal, right? Mm -hmm. So that means if they're on a neutral site, you think the Saints are favorite? Nah. Nah, I'm taking the ball. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. We agree there. We agree. Now, can I get you to ride with me for the first time? One time. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. The Los Angeles Rams coming out to the East Coast. Now, I get it. A lot of times you don't like to, you know, bet that coming out to the East Coast. But they're playing the Giants. And the the Giants are getting four and a half points. Home dog over under 45. Trust the Stafford. Does this, does that game, the Giants last game against Philadelphia, when they play, obviously when they, they played them real tough. Does that say more about the Eagles or does it say more about the Giants? You know, listen, division rivalries, I think sometimes can the top and bottom can be a little bit closer just because your familiarity with so much mm-hmm. of the players and stuff. So I give a little bit to that. And then I, I, I feel like the Eagles had just, I don't know. Uh, I picked the Eagles to finish third in the division this year. Now I know I'm wrong, but. I, I, I don't I don't necessarily believe in them the way a lot of people do. With that said, I kind of believe the Eagles just aren't, aren't as good as they used to be. I think the Giants are not are not good. I agree. I think the Rams should go in there and win by they should go in there and win. This four and a half, this hook, it's a little dicey. A little dicey. I see. Do you not agree? Winning by 10. Keep it Oh, all right. Winning by 10. You know what? Let's do it. I'm with you. They win win by double digits. Got him on the Rams, finally. Is the veto going to start? What a day. Tommy Cutlets? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Who they just uh they assigned somebody off a of practice squad. Who they signed? Um, oh. Matt Barkley. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I might twice, even take that up. I don't remember. Something, something happened with Matt Barkley. Yeah, I didn't know Matt Barkley was still playing football. I'm going to just go either. ahead and let, let's push this up to 13. I got the Rams by 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I'll tell you, I, I don't have a whole lot other than that. I'm also going to take one more of one of your season darlings. And I've been I've been off of them all year. Those Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, I've been off of them the past couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Good because they lost four. They lost four in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't make it fifth. They can't make it five. They 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 break they break that they get the monkey off their shoulder right here this weekend. And it's the perfect opponent. They got Carolina. And they're in Duval. Yeah, and they're in Duval. They're six and a half point fave. Um, you know what? A team that's lost four games in a row, I cannot take them on the line. I've got to just, I got to just get, pick them straight up. I, Jacksonville wins the game straight up money line. I cannot put that. I cannot put a touchdown. That's gonna um, be your faith money line parlay. Yes, as you, as, as I was alluding, let's take Jacksonville on the money line. I'm taking Oregon and Georgia, the Bulldogs. To combine a three-legger. All right. Well, my Cincinnati Bengals went into the, the Pittsburgh and laid an egg last week. Now they go into Kansas City. Seven-point dog. Both these teams look like dogs. But over 44 and a half. I don't know. Like that, man. huh? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to pay know. attention to the weather and, and think about it. I'm going to think about it. Yeah. You think but, the uh, uh, the Bengals were looking ahead to Kansas City? That's why they, uh, you know, screwed the pooch against Pittsburgh? No, I really think what happened was, and, and, and if you listen to Running Through the Jungle, kind of told you that the, the, the thing we needed to not do is we can't let them get ahead early can't turn the ball over and then allow TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith to pin their ears back and come after our quarterback. That's that's our, our our Achilles heel, if you will. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, a bad angle by Dax Hill on a tackle on, a, on the second play from scrimmage. And instead of him tackling George Pickens, he takes out the fastest player in the field that could have ran George Pickens down and DJ Turner. So, the rest is history. Then we go down and drive down to get ready to, to score, to, to even it up. And he was trying to run outside the pocket. In his press conference, he said he was trying to throw it through the back of the end zone. He threw it in the middle of the end zone where there were four Steelers and zero Bengals for an interception. So, you know, three, again, when you're looking at these teams, and, and rather, rather it's the Baltimore Ravens or Pittsburgh Steelers or how – However good the team is, if you start turning the ball over three interceptions and two turnovers on downs or five interceptions, however you look at it, when you start getting four or five turnovers, you're not going to win this league. Mm-hmm. True. True. But I think we can still put up points, and I think we can we can finally get them right putting up points. So I like okay. the over on that. 
Well, I'm going to leave you all alone with that one. <laughs> I'm a little gun shy as far as that total. It's not the largest total in the world, 44 and a half. That's what? Both teams scoring 23. I don't know. But Kansas I'm just. City, I'm a, so there's always an asterisk on the weather. I'm going to watch it on, yeah. on Saturday and Sunday morning and see where I'm at and, and proceed with caution. But but as long as the weather's not atrocious there, I'm good to go. Yeah. I'm going to pump my brakes. Shout out to uh, Tate and G and OG Shannon. I'm going to just pump the brakes. I feel you. Anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? No, sir. That completes my gambling for the weekend. I need some money to be able to buy drinks come uh, come Sunday night. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, that, that's a separate pot of gold for me. I don't, I don't, <laughs> This is this is play money. That's I've always and I, I I think everybody should do this. Set aside what you're willing to spend or what you're willing to play for the season and just keep that in your pot. Make sure you mm-hmm. pick your unit of whatever you bet. I like to refer to it as almost like a poker chip. Pick your unit to whatever that comfort zone is that you can play for the duration of, of the year. Without having to worry about, you know, is your kid going to have a good Christmas? Are the lights staying on? Like, that's not what gambling's about. This is about just having a little fun, trying to win some ducats, and see if, uh, you know, see if you can you can get enough wins in, in the season to have a little nest egg at the end of the year. You know, I and, and one of the things I'm, I'm right now, at one point in time, I was up 90 units. I'm about... 60 units, 58, I think I was up uh, coming into this week. I came back down to earth a little bit. Um, but all that said, I'm, I'm doing real good fighting that demon that chasing the money I've lost and, and chasing after it. Not chasing, not chasing it. I'm still making good sound picks. Uh, I added last week, I added when Joel Embiid was announced that he was going to sit um, against the Heat because of an ankle. The the line only moved a half point. I picked up the Heat. Got a little extra ducats there. Feeling good about the week, even though I was 500, 2 and 2 on the on pay dirt. I hit some things later on in the weekend. So always keep your eyes peeled. Always keep looking for those advantages wherever you can find them. You never know when they're going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell the people where you can find them. Everyone can find me at the Frustrated Chicago Sports Fan on YouTube. Uh, also, audio side, we're on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. Anywhere you get your podcast fixed, you can find the Bear Claw and the Shot City Bulletin Board right there. And you can find this episode Thursday on the Bear Claw feed. Dropping at noon. Just in time for you to drop them pay slips in. Very good, very good. You catch me all running through the jungle. Uh, getting ready to record with the with the fellas uh, right after this show, as a matter of fact. Also, catch us on the homies on Friday night. Sounds like we could be going an hour early on Friday because Ohio State plays at 8 o'clock. So we might be, we might be a 7 o'clock homies. 
And then everybody that normally comes for the homies at eight o'clock is just going to catch me and pay hanging out on the overtime talking trash. Brown bag, paper pay. Brown paper bag pay is making a making a new appearance. You all an hour, an hour earlier, you're not going to let me dry out, huh? All right. No. Nope. All right. Nope. Straight through happy hour, buddy. You got you to gotta make it work. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Stay, hi- stay hydrated. <laughs> That's all. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys rocking with us again, especially during these this holiday season. Remember what it's all about. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. And enjoy this football. And we will catch you again next week when you hit pay dirt.